Hey, this is Dan here from RuneSilk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show, and this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. That's dangerous. Damo's left me. He's, he's left me on my own. It's a scandal. I'm all on my own, and apparently it's just me. Um, that's funny. There Welcome to the beard oh, mail. That was dangerous. Podcast. I thought I had oh. it all to myself. Yeah, what happened there? Was... Tell you what. Oh, gone. I you go. say before you say what happened there. I really need. I need you need to have that intro soundtrack as my alarm in the morning because it actually makes me feel buzzing when I hear that. I'm like that. What happened, Damo? Why was I in the podcast on my own? That was very dangerous. Because one week I started off the podcast without you because I needed to get some words in before you started chattering. And I could see that you really hated it and you were very disgusted by the fact that I was in and you weren't. So I thought I would level us up and let you sort of 65, 35 level up and and, and enable <laughs> you to be in all by yourself without me. So welcome to the first ever Beard Mouth podcast where Dan was in the room by himself for a few seconds and he didn't talk about food. Uh, with Dan, we need to get the hook in really, really quick. What are we talking about today on today's Beard Mouth podcast? We're looking a bit of an ask me anything session, aren't we? We've got some questions. We put a, a post out into the Beard Mail group today and asked people if they wanted to ask us anything. What should we talk about in this episode? And we were actually blown away by the responses. So, Damo, I haven't seen them all. Damo's got a list of some of these questions. We are going to approach said questions from our audience, lovely listeners. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting episode. I, I was... I was thinking, right, I literally just dropped the post in the Facebook group. So if you, if you are on Facebook, go and check out our Beardmail Facebook group. Um, I dropped a post in saying, does anybody want a shout out? And has anybody got any questions they might like to ask? And I was thinking, you know, over the course of a week, we'd get some questions and maybe we record some it next week um, and, and we might be able to get, you know, half an episode out of it. As it turns out, <laughs> the guys in the Beardmail Facebook group, they're crazy and they're quirky and they're clever and they're interesting and they're a little bit weird because we've got some we've got some interesting questions to answer Dan and I don't think I don't think we'll be able to do them all um, but we'll definitely do some shout outs and we'll definitely um, ask as many as we can so if you are in the Facebook group hello hello did you just did you just pop up on the microphone Dan no, no I saw just in my earpiece and it kind of, I think it might have been there's also a bus outside the window maybe that's sort of this our regular listen podcast how rude our regular listeners are used to uh, all the noise that comes from your studio, Dan. Ambulances, farts, children, interruptions, people, crisps, ASMR. It's okay. They're used to it. So questions and answers. Some of them are a little bit weird, um, but I'm sure, you know, with our almost 40 years on the planet, we're about nearly 40, aren't we, between the both of us around that sort of age. Um, I think we'll be able to get yeah, through average. It. We average at 40. Are you are you ready? Are you ready for one? First one? First one in the door? Just just for the record, I'm not 40 for another two and a half months. So don't yeah, so collectively, collectively, we're around that 40 mark. So here we go. That this is from a very handsome chap with a beautiful tash. Um, in fact, his second name is the Tash. Uh, and his first name is Joe. So a question from Joe for show, Joe the Tash. He says, if and bear in mind, he's he's a he's a master baker. That's baker, baker. 
not right and he does cooking and he does a hell of a lot of cooking and he does a lot of sexy stuff right and i think mm. maybe one day he's going to get on master chef or bake off or something like that anyway he says if you could be a cake what type would you be food question for oh you, my Dale. gosh that's hard because like there's quite a lot of cake out there and and, and we've, we've we've spoken before haven't we on the podcast whereas I'm, I'm i'm quite happy to go twice deep on savory dish but uh, I do like some cakes. Uh, can I have it's time not to about what you like? You... It's not about what you yeah, like. It's what cake would you be? Yeah, but there's a thousand and million trillion different types of cake out there. Do, have you got a cake in mind for you? Do you know? What I you have think? the answer. Yeah, I know exactly my answer. Go on, you say yeah, it. While I, I think I about thought, what cake I would be. I thought you'd pad it out a little bit. John O'Rourke said he'd be a Jaffa cake. Um, Joe, oh, no. uh, Scott Harris. Oh, Scott says he would have been a homemade orange and lemon cheesecake with a gin ginger biscuit and a chocolate hobnob crushed base. Scotty Harris. Well, he went deep. Yeah. This is what this is. This is what I need. I needed some inspiration. some inspiration because otherwise I could just say vanilla sponge, but I'm not that boring. So did anyone say vanilla sponge? If they did, I'm sorry. I take that back. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Damon, yes. What are you? Uh, like Seven hundred people in the group said they would be vanilla sponge, Victorian sponge. Um, so that's you offending everybody. Um, no, I, I do you know what cake I would be. I would be one of Joe's cakes. Have you ever seen Joe's cakes? They look, they look amazing. They, they do look absolutely outstanding. Um, do you know what? I'd be a birthday cake. Because yes, I like it. Tell, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> Just because I bring the party and I'm all like candles and that. <laughs> such a shit reason um, you're on fire. No, yeah because i'm on fire no i like i think i would like to say that um i am a birthday cake with a nice bit of fondant icing on however you don't know what the internal of the cake is until you cut it so i'm a little bit of a surprise i like it do you know do you know what the answer of chat gpt would be <laughs> there are Sorry. 17 million cakes <laughs> <laughs> it is almost it, impossible to pick just one. Are you, re are you ready? In my chat GPT voice, it's not possible for a person to be a type of cake as people and cakes are different things. However, if you are asking, substances. if you are asking, makeup. if you, I haven't finished yet, Dan, you, if you're asking which type of cake would be the best one for you, that would be subjective and depend on your personal taste preferences. There are many delicious types of cake, such as chocolate, vanilla, carrot, red velvet, and more. Each type of cake has its own unique flavor and texture, so it's hard to say which one is best without knowing your specific preferences. There we go. Oh, that's actually a thing you've asked. I thought you were, I thought you were saying that's what ChatGPT might have said, but you actually asked it. I did on the sly. So yes, I would be a Joe the Tash cake because they're beautifully decorated. They're made with love. They they get you know stroked by his fair hand, um, and he usually you know he gets. I don't know what he does with his cakes, but I imagine they get eaten. So yeah, I'd be a Joe the Tash cake. Oh, there he we go. Him though, because he's like a fighting fireman and like proper fit in that. So I'm not, surely he's not the one that's smanging down all those cakes. You'd be surprised. I think Joe's firefighting consists a lot of sitting around for 11 hours waiting for a phone call to go out. And then he goes out, obviously, down the pole. You know, saving yeah. the world. Saving the world. Maybe, um, we he should, all... maybe he should set up like a TikTok shop and start selling cake. Cake's a funny one, though, isn't it? Because if you put it in the post, it's never going to arrive, is it? The same as it did. <laughs> Take a picture before and then send me a picture of the after once it's arrived. And um, Smash the cake. 
But um, yeah, he should go on to British Bake Off, especially if he is, you know, still doing his career as a fireman. Because, you know, how good would that be? You know, all the ladies would love him. Or, you know, fireman, handsome chap, tash. nice mustache, award-winning tash as well. First place at the uh, at the um, Oxford Beard and Mustache Festival, uh, Oxford Beard Festival. So he's an award-winning, first-place-taking mustachio fireman, cake-making god. Exactly. If I was a casting agent, I would sign him up. Right, that's question one out of the way. And we're eight minutes in. Are you ready, Dan? There's more. There's more. Um, Whatever you do, though, because obviously this was for a shout-out, right? So, um, Joe the Tash, there's your shout-out. The next guy says he gets quite a few shout-outs anyway. So, whatever you do in this episode, do not mention JP, 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 JP Walker. (laughs) Too late. Too late. I've done it. Um. Next question, Adam Ashburn. Hello, Adam. He says, tell us about the time you met David Goggins in a hotel hallway and what transpired thereafter. Well, <laughs> oh, well I'll, I'll, take, I'll take this one on, Damo, because it'll oh, be really then. quick. I, I've ne- never, never met him in, uh, in a hotel corridor, so uh, that's all of 12 seconds done. Did but you I'm sure David you have. Have, you, have you, you've met him. Have you met him before? I, I have I have met Mimi Dave and he actually talked about me once on an Instagram, which was a massive accolade and very a very shameful moment actually in my life because I, I ended up having a sit up competition with him in the hallway on the fifth floor of a London hotel um, with I've his missus actually with his missus filming it. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it. Um, but I was knackered. I'd just been in the gym and I'd just done four hundred sit ups. So he had a head start. Um, and I've, I've just started listening to his books again. He's brought out a new book recently, so I listened to it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to his first book again. Uh, and I'm halfway through it, and it's so inspiring. And he's talking all about his ultramarathon running right now, Dan. So you, as an avid runner, at least for this month, mm. and your Run the Month campaign, I would highly recommend you go and check out some David Goggins stuff because it will inspire you to not only do your 26.2, but maybe hit that 30-mile target yeah. that you want to do. Do you know for- what? I've just been told that I need to go and get my gate measured. Someone said to me, I told you, you that. Gate me- huh? I told you that last month. Oh, no, I don't remember you saying anything. I remember that. So I just come into the office and they, and they were talking about the running. And uh, one of the girls in the office says, oh, you need to get your gate measured. I was like, I beg your pardon. She's like, your gate measured? She's like, have you got running shoes? I was like, yeah, I've got some bad swag night running shoes. She's like, yeah, but you need to get your gate measured. And I was like... Okay, uh, I'll do that. I thought just getting some bad boy Nike trainers, actual Nike running shoes would do the trick, but apparently I need to get my gait measured. Has she filled you in on where to do this? Decathlon and other places are available to do it for free, apparently, and you can try on shoes and stuff, and then they measure you running. So I need to do that. It's a bit late. I've already, I've already knackered my knee in week two of my run a month. So, um, yeah, I should probably get my gait measured. They pop you on a they pop you on a treadmill and they film your feet and how you walk and your style and it's all about whether you lean outwards or inwards and and where and how you go and then they give you the sort of shoe that supports you where is necessary best for your style of running. I told you all about this before the run the month, Dan. Never mind. Oh, well, I can tell them that because I can I could just tell you by the way that I stand on my my Reebok Classics they tilt outwards because that's how my shoes sit on the floor. Mm-hmm. Don't blame your shoes. It's your gait. Gate. What is, what, I mean, when they said you get your gate measured, I was like, I don't even know what that is. What is that? What is the gate? Is this a magical realm that I need to pass through to get the right pairs of shoes? No, you sp- you're spelling it wrong. It's actually spelled G A I T. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fair play. Uh, if right, you would anyway. like me to, if you would like me to clarify that for you, 
um, in an artificial intelligence fashion. In the context of animal physiologically, gait refers to the pattern of movement of an animal. There are many different types of gait patterns that can be observed, such as the walk, trot, canter, gallop, and other types of gait. Each gait pattern has its own specific characteristics and veterinarians. Do. Dan, I'm, a, I'm an absolute walking encyclopedia since we discovered this chat GPT. I can't put it down, mate. I cannot put it down. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. They're just, they're just about to, they're just announcing chat, chat GPT-4 or GPT-4 or whatever it is, which will be the dawn of where this shit for? is no longer free. Yeah, you'd have to pay for it. Once once they bring out GPT-4, it'll be paid for. Um, and it needs to be, to be honest, as well, because every time I seem to go on there, it's like, our servers are full. Please come back later. And I'm sitting there hammering the refresh button. I was like, I, I can't come back later. I need you now. <laughs> I need you now. Don't make me wait. Um, so yeah, I mean, and when it does come out on a paid, I think that's probably one of those things I'll be like, yeah, what's a lifetime membership cost, please? For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we've covered this on a previous podcast episode. Um, and basically it's artificial intelligence is going to take over the world. Dan, I just discovered the image part of chat GPT. I know you showed me it on discord for the, your thing. There's one on chat GPT called Dali. Um, and I just had a play around with it. And for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I typed in, uh, this is obviously for Damo's Beardy Fun Club, um, a Viking Viking looking bearded man with a shaved head on the sides holding a bar of pink soap, because obviously the my logo is pink soap related. And it's come up with this fella, and it's just so good. It's so that's good. That, and then, great, that, that's really good. And, and, and this one as well, right. And I'm like, that's, oh, wow. that's the end of beard models. That's the end of photographers. Um, and then there's another one I'm going to use for an actual ad. I'll tell you what it couldn't do. It can't do words because um, I tried to get it to redo my logo for me. Um, and it's just absolutely, it's, it's horrendous. Um, but I, I, I wanted to test it and I haven't, I haven't kept the picture because it scared me so much. But I put, okay, Viking man holding a pink bar of soap and a unicorn just to see what it could do and a space cat. And I've literally, I've just spent the last hour, that's why I was almost a bit late, just glued to just typing in the most weirdest stuff that I can imagine in my brain. And it's making an actual picture. It's crazy. It's crazy, Dan. I'm so, we, we should have done a whole other episode about it, but we ought to get back to the questions, haven't we really? Sorry, my you bad, can, my Just bad. before you move on, I need to check out Dali, but they, um, you can you can do that. They're, they're introducing that feature on Canva. I don't know if you saw it when it popped up as a beta. Yeah, I, I got invited to try it as a beta, apparently because I'm on Canva so often. Um, they said, yeah, we're introducing this um, type, you know, talk and um, uh, prompt-based stuff. And I had a little play with it, and it was like, you know, imagine or draw me a chimpanzee riding a bike whilst eating fish and chips. And it was, it. it was a little bit odd, but at first, some of the stuff it came up with was, was pretty cool. Um, but I haven't seen it for a while. So I, I wonder if it's just one of those things that they're going to reintroduce again. They've done their beta testing and now they're going to bring that out. So um, uh, I look forward to that. I genuinely think this is so early days with that, that, that in a year's time, two years time, it'll be phenomenal and it'll just be the way everybody works. Anyway, let's not, let's not digress. Mm, back to, back to, back to, back you won't like this one really, but you might, I don't know if you'll remember this from my beard club days. Um, but it's crept mm. into the, the, some of the new groups that I do now, Damage Beard Defender Club. Boom. And it's a question from Thomas Stapleton Yabsley. So good, they named him thrice. He says, Who's your favorite Demo Pose Defender and why? Do you remember the original Demo Pose Defenders? I don't remember the Defenders. What's the Defenders? Every, the every time I do a Demo Pose competition, right? Back in the day, we want to used to get like, you know, 200 entries, 300 entries. Some people weren't quite doing it right. 
So there was a tribe of people called the Dame Post Defenders, and they would basically pull people up if they didn't get the angles right. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Dame poses, you've got to look up, you've got your chin up, you've got to think deep, man. That's a Dame pose, right? Watch YouTube, I just showed how to do it. Um, and that's the competition that I've been doing every Thursday for about eight years on Facebook in one group or another. Um, and basically, Thomas has promoted himself to be a Dame Post Defender. That's why he's dropped it in there, because he just wants to be the best one. So I'm just going to have to say, yes, my favourite one is presently... Thomas, because he's the only one. The other three don't do it anymore. But the other three, you remember, you might remember the names, if I can remember the names. It was old uh, Troy the Boy and Ted. Do you remember Ted Jones? Oh, Mr. Jones. And uh, I don't know. If I remember. I probably remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the first one. And uh, Ted Jones, maybe. But that might have been before I kind of got onto iBeard, though. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get you involved with this one, Dan. In fact, you'll be able to answer this question better than I. This is from Richard Fernie Furness. You know Richard Fernie Furness, right? Fernie Fern, Fern, Fern. <coughs> from the Oxford Beard Festival, winner of a few of the competitions. Super and strong. Also his good lady slashed the UK beard brand quiz, uh, beat you on a number of occasions. His question is... Twice, in fact. I've come twice. I've come second to her twice now. This is becoming a bit of a, bit of a heated challenge oh, now that's two, two two times in a row i've come second but at least i've come top on the brand so i get a trophy so i'm happy with that although i have seen your trophy has arrived i haven't seen if her trophy has arrived yet uh, they haven't posted but anyway here's the question scandalous, right? scandalous. what disney princess would be the best would be the best Jasmine. at being i haven't finished yet oh wait sorry what the best at being a spy also also if animals could talk, which would be the loudest and rudest among them? So Disney Princess, best Disney Princess spy, and then also animals, which would be the loudest and rudest? I'd probably have to say Mulan, for one, because she's like a samurai warrior. So I'm assuming she's probably mastered the arts of ninjutsu and stuff. So she could probably be quite the assassin and quite like... It says um, spy, Dan. Spy is all about, you know, wrecking in the area, not about killing people. Yeah, no, but you've got to be stealthy to be a spy, right? You've got to be incognito. So I imagine that she's probably got the skills of a ninja assassin, even though, um, yeah, I reckon Mulan. Doesn't have to be, oh, it was princess. It was actually specifically a princess as well, wasn't it? What about you? Who would you say? Well, she I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't really watch a lot of Disney princess movies. The only ones I can think of are the Frozen one. What's her name? Is that Ella? Elsa, and yeah, she's a bit loud though, isn't Elsa. she? So she's not going to be any good. Elsa and like name another Disney princess. Is Snow White a princess? Is that Disney? Mate, I was going to say, I was going to say, all you have to do is look to all the old fairy tales. Disney just literally just beautified fairy tales. So Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, that's about all I got. Cinderella, you know, they're all they're all fairy tales. I'm going to have to, to say, look, I don't really, I'm not up on my Disney princesses. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to speak to ChatGPT. Um, Wait, actually, and... I'd say Sleeping Beauty would pretty much have it because she could just pretend she's kipping, right? No. She's not even that... really asleep. She's just spent the last 10 years spying. She's just like, yeah, if I just lie here with my eyes closed long enough, they'll think that I'm like putting some kind of curse. But really, I'm just like Alexa. You think I'm dormant, but I'm not. I'm sitting there listening to every single thing that you're saying. And that's 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 got maybe Snow White. Interesting, interesting. Dan, there's, there's, Controversial. There's been, there's been a historical moment in in world history that's happened right now. Um, I 
can't answer Richard Furnifurnace's question. So I've typed it into chat GPT and the answer that he's come up or it, it has come up with is phenomenal. So I'm going to have to read it from, from front to, to end. It's phenomenal. Is it exactly You're... what I said about Snow White? Is it, is it word for <laughs> word what I just said about Snow White? To be fair, you should have shut up after the Mulan bit. Anyway, here, here we go, right? It says, the Disney princesses are fictional characters, and while they each possessed unique abilities and characteristics, it's difficult to say which one would be the best as a spy. Some princesses, like Mulan, have experience with weapons and strategy, which could be useful skills for a spy. Others, like Cinderella, have experience with disguise and infiltration, which could also be useful for a spy. As a fictional Strong. spy, it's hard to say which princess would be the best without knowing the specific mission or setting in which they would be operating, and any of them could do a good job on it. Ultimately, the best spy would be the one who was able to think on their feet, adapt to changing circumstances, and maintain a cool head under pressure, regardless of which Disney princess they may be. Fucking hell, Dan. Yeah, so you don't even need to think anymore. Should we just, should we, should we, what we should do is just get ChatGPT to scriptwrite all of our podcasts from now on. Just ask Honestly, it to write the script. Can you write us a script for the next 50 episodes of the podcast and we'll just read it out because this is the, we don't we no longer need to think for ourselves. Um anyway, before we move on though, you did say something about an animal who if, Yes, if, well, if, actually if any animals you, or Disney animals is that, is No, that, just any, any animals if they could if, if if animals could talk which would be the loudest and which would be the rudest. And what we're going to do is you've explained how you can use ChatGPT to just do that. I'm going to use it in a different way, but not tell you. So you tell me your answer, then I'll give you mine off the top of my head. I don't know. There's there's some that I don't know because there's some animals you do look at sometimes, don't you? And you're like, yeah, if you were if you had like human properties, you'd you'd probably be a knob. And it's, it's probably a cat. Cats, <laughs> yeah. cats, cats are probably like the most rude, aren't they? Like, I'm sure, in fact, my cat's learning from my dog. She's like, I've seen him lick him and get attention and food. So maybe if I start licking him, he'll give me some food. And I'm like, you're just a, you're just a conniving little cunt. You're um, like, love, <laughs> <laughs> love, love, she's not allowed upstairs. Um, Who, mate? What would be the loudest? Well, I mean, the loudest in the jungle, right? It's, it's an elephant, surely. They make the biggest noises, don't they? Well, I don't know. If I was just having a, a guess, just having a stab in the wind, just off the top of my head from my own knowledge from, from when I studied uh, school, I'd say, it's probably the, I'd say it's probably the howler monkey. Um, I think you can hear about yeah. three, three miles, um, yeah, about five kilometres away for, for a howler monkey. If it is the jungle, if you were talking about, like, generally, I mean, obviously, I know off the top of my head, um, the blue whale is the loudest um, call oh, of yeah, any of course. And I think I can't remember if it was one eight seven or one eight eight. I think it was one hundred eighty eight decibels um, for the blue whale. So, <laughs> so well, yeah, but I don't think I don't think they'd be the loudest because although they've got a long they've got a long range on their call, I reckon they're still pretty quiet. Like you can't imagine like I can imagine a whale whispering. I couldn't imagine yeah. an elephant whispering. I think an elephant's not going to sit there kind of like, wait, Dave, I've got something to tell you. Like, oh, Dave. <laughs> that said but, elephants well, don't have to whisper really knowledgeable they have massive ears elephants don't they so they don't they, they they can whisper probably thinking about it they probably could whisper and and actually whales don't really have any ears do they so that's probably why they shout oh good shout the deaf yeah not yeah. really deaf but they don't have any ears 
What about the rudest? Um, because again, just off the top of my head, I mean, animals don't necessarily, you know, adopt human behavior such as rudeness. However, some are a bit more territorial um, and aggressive and they can make loud sounds to intimidate, you know, lions, American alligators, for example. But I'd say generally, it's not best to apply human values and behaviours to animals, as they have their own natural behaviours and communication ways, which are not really comparable to humans. So, Well, I would, I would argue that actually, without the use of artificial intelligence, that two stand out quite strongly. One, a camel, because they spit in your face, how rude. And two, um, a a macaque or like kind of a monkey from gibraltar because they steal tourists like stuff cameras seagulls. and wallets and yeah no seagulls seagulls are just hard as fuck they roll their sleeves up they're like oh boss that chip is mine have you I'm seen that chip the whole have bag you, have you seen the video of a seagull eating a rat and it's a big rat does he just swallow it like literally yeah. just swallows it doesn't he yeah i have yeah. seen that what was the most shocking thing about that video for you uh I don't know. The fact that the seagull caught the rat? The fact that everybody watching it and filming it was screaming and going absolutely nuts as if they'd never experienced nature before where an animal eats an animal. That happens quite a lot in nature. Like everyone was going yeah. absolutely crazy, like in complete shock and horror as if they were related to the rat. And it's like, oh, yeah. Seagulls are a big bird and they ain't mucking about. Like, <sighs> yeah, it's eating a rat. Does not surprise me. Have you ever seen a monkey making love to a frog? Don't Google that's, that. Uh, that's um, that. So, so that that video, no. that that video absolutely kills me. But I'm not, I'm not going to go into explicit detail. It it's it's the bit where you can almost you can almost see and hear the cogs in its mind turning when he first puts his finger in the frog's mouth, and he's like, he's Ooh. like, oh, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's actually the one. But it's not it's not that the bit that kills me the most you don't have to watch it now guys because i'm just going to give you a brief demonstration not really a demonstration right. but it's the way that he just discards it after he's done he's just like yeah fuck that off it's just like what the god doing but yeah i have to, I have, someone has that has been that has gone around the whatsapp groups for a few bits and i did laugh my ass off i probably going to hell for that um but it was it was it was the contemplation the finger in the mouth the almost demo pose contemplation of how that's going down, then the rapid gamification, and then just the the pure discard. <laughs> what, what, what a lad. Whereas, whereas if you had a Tenga, you'd wash it out and use it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe maybe that's that's nature's, nature's version of a Tenga product is some yes. kind of frog. Also, um, uh, apologies uh, for Dan laughing there. If you are a frog lover, not in that fashion. If you are, or you know, uh, it, 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 I can see why people were offended and upset by it. But actually, listening back to what artificial intelligence said about not comparing human behaviours and values to the animal kingdom, I think that's quite relevant there. Like, you know, the monkey did a bad thing, but the monkey's not a human. And I think we should move swiftly on. Swiftly on. Swiftly on. Really move on because there's, there's, we've only answered three questions, I think. Yeah, let's go fast. Next question is from another mustachioed man, handsome bugger with no hair. Who is it? It's um, uh, Charles Charlie Bronson. Charles Bronson. It's bold with bars, Ian Morris. Bold with bars. His question now. I, I, this is a loaded question. It says, "Do you think a live band is essential at a wedding over just having a disco?" 
Hmm. I, I I think it's subjective. I think a live band is pretty cool. Like you know, if you absolutely. Um, but I think it depends on the vibe you're trying to create, right? If you're if you're kind of a young party clubbing scene, maybe if you turn in the live the live band once they've played, then disappears and the DJ comes out later for some absolute floor bangers. Um, but yeah, I think I think a live band kind of sets the scene, sets the mood, looks pretty cool as well as aesthetics go. Is that a plug? Is he trying to get more business to do more weddings? I'm not even sure the name of his band. Head Honcho, available for weddings. He's got a gig actually in uh, in Telford in April, which I would like to try and get some of the DBSE boys along to, because he's not a million miles away Telford, and I'd like to go and see him um, do his thing, because he is a cool, cool guy. Um, my personal yeah. uh, opinion is that they're different, they're different things, really, aren't they? Like you say, a, a, a DJ can play a wider variety of tracks and, and styles and that, um, which are important for getting people dancing when they've had a, sco a few scoops. But I think a live band is good for sort of, you know, engaging the audience and, and you know, tapping your foot. And also different different times as well, like like a little bit of a live mm. band on a bit earlier, disco for later on in the night. Um, but There's I haven't nothing been... worse, though, really, is than paying out for a live band and then everyone's just sat, just just sat watching, just just observing the band. Has that happened? Have you got experience of that? Was it because the band were not good? Or was it the wrong time or not enough beers or what? Yeah, what's what's going on? Because I, I, I imagine I think when a combination, Ian, a bit of all that. I imagine when Ian plays, yeah. he gets them all up and rocking, and there is talk of the needing wet floor signs and stuff because it's that good. But you know, but they, they, I've, I've seen the videos he posts on Instagram, and he does look really fun and engaging audience, uh, a really fun and engaging band, and a really good stage presence. And I think that's that's the important thing, you know, like. Seen, seen quite a few people like and, and not knocking sort of you know the typical wedding singer cover band types um but i've seen some that you know people just sit and watch and it's just like uh i think the band has to be fun mm. not and just like, good at singing cool. yeah with a cool big mustache and a, and a, with and a, a fireman or ex-fireman at that yeah so um this is this one i like this this is is very much mm. the style of did you ever watch extras with uh with old brenty they ricky gervais mm. um they, they used to play a little game him and his uh co-star and quite a significant part of the last series actually she asks about a penguin who can fly or something else but anyway this is from chris hughes big up to chris hughes um he says would you live in a world where transformers are real or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are real? So which would you prefer, to live in a world where Transformers are real or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are real? And then there's a side question which we'll answer after that. Transformers or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're, they're a real thing, Dan. Which one? That's that's quite a hard one because it's depending on how deep you go. I know we haven't got time to go keep going too deep on these questions, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes, would be cool, but like if they're in Manhattan and I'm still in the UK... I'd never know. I see. I'd never see yeah. them. Yeah. So it wouldn't really affect me. Like, great, they're in a Surrey Manhattan. Awesome. However, would, the thought They would probably have a wicked TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, but then the same merit, the thought of having robots that can transform into stuff that have guns, especially if you think like the Decepticons and that, you know, they're, they're going to kill people. So do I really want to get run over by a robotic car? type thing with the Decepticon. 
turtles are probably safer. They can stay in Manhattan and deal with the crime over there, and I'll just just happily live naively in the UK still. I like it. Nice. Because to be fair, I think robots in disguise, they're coming anyway. They're coming anyway. That's going to be a real, that's yeah. going to happen. There's more chance of that. Turtles to help us out. Yeah. So I, I think I would go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well, only so I could go in and check out Master Splinter and um, probably not, not challenge him to a fight because he'd be really good, but he would be really good. Have you ever seen him Instagram videos where they get like a professional basketball player and then make them look like they're about 90? Or a weightlifter, mm. and they make them look really old, and they just diver onto the court. And or footballers, I think they've done it with Messi or Ronaldo. Actually, they make them look really old, and they go there and they diver about, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's just fucking idiot." And then they just pull out the just the slickest skills and look awesome. I would basically do that with Master Splinter um, at a karate tournament and uh, and film it for the ground. Good answer. Nice. Right. Side question from Chris. Thanks, Chris, for your side question. Two for the price of one. Um, which turtle well it says which transformer or turtle would you be but i think because we both picked it we should probably pick a turtle which transformer or turtle would you be dan most people kind of either pick leonardo or, or michelangelo don't they because michelangelo was like the cool dude Raphael <laughs> was a bit of a yeah Raphael was a bit of a moody knob um, Donatello was the smart one, and Leonardo was obviously the leader. So um, I don't know. I'd probably go for something like Donatello because he just utilised ChatGPT and AI now and just do all sorts of cool shit. But bear in mind, and he was the best character to use for his staff as well. On the old Nintendo game, he was he was the best one for his staff. Take out Bebop and Rocksteady. He just sat on the platforms, hammered down with the staff, and couldn't get you. It's great. Reach, I like it. I was about, I was about to knock. I was going to knock the bow staff and say, "Shit's a shit weapon. It's just a stick in it." When you could have a sai or nunchuckers or a katana sword, and you pick a bit of stick, a little twig of stick. But now you put it into perspective. Not a bad choice. I like it for reach. It's a great choice. I love it. I love a staff. Fish. I've never liked um, a sai. Um, never really. They're quite. Yeah, you know, you've got to be quite good at them. Nunchuckers, I can actually do from my uh, Akina High Kai. Jiu-jitsu days. I love it. I love a bit of ninja action. In fact, I was teaching my nephew. He's got some plastic ones, and I was teaching the other day. Um, the ones I've got are horrendous. I'd probably get arrested if they found them in my cupboard. Um, and, but then that said, Leonardo for show. Oh God, yeah, Leonardo for show. Donatello for show. Michelangelo for show. I could be any of them apart from Raphael. Well, like I thought technically, it'd actually be Raffaello. Is it Raffaello for it show? It would be yeah, Raffaello. Actually, that is actually the chocolate. I don't know. I thought you'd have gone Michelangelo for pizza, but they all eat pizza, don't they? I will choose. Yeah. I'm going to choose Michelangelo just for the nunchucks because nunchucks are cool. Yeah. So I like right, staff. You like nunchucks? Easy, easy, easy one. Right next. Well, we've, we've done we've done 34 minutes, right? And I've had a whale of a time. And um, there are still like 10 other questions to go. Like, do you think we should make this into two podcasts? Because yes, yeah, do part one and part two. Because we're never going to get through the rest. And I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush. That was that was really, really interesting. So I'm going to just do a big shout out now for Joe the Tash, John Paul Walker, John. Adam Ashburn, God. Thomas Stapleton, Yabsley, Richard Fernie Furness, Ian Morris, and Chris Hughes. Next week, you might, although it might not be next week, but at some point we will we will record this um and put it out. But there there is there's Paul Triggs, Tony Southwood, Steve Steve Cook's question is a beast. Lewis Hickman, Shane Smith, Gavin Irwin, Scott Harris, and Red Paul Seven. And obviously there'll be more. So Yes, we'll do them another day. But thank you very much if you managed to get on this episode. Um, 
I really, I really enjoyed that one, Dan. And a little bit of disclaimer: I did answer some of the questions using ChatGPT, but you wouldn't have noticed. Didn't even notice. No, howler monkeys, three um, miles. And the fact that you yeah, had the one point, the one eight seven and one eight eight. I mean, the fact that you had like the, the range between the two yeah, potential possible decibels. Yeah, yeah so didn't even, didn't even notice. So there we go. Dan, I've had a lovely... Bearing point. in mind, I'm sure that at one point you didn't even realise that Japan was in Asia. I'm, I'm astonished. Dan, you'll be surprised at how much I've learned through doing these podcasts. <laughs> um, I even learned about the Beard Mail Beard Education. Care Box and uh, the Beard Mail TikTok channel. And the Beard Mail. In fact, if you're listening to this right, the date that this goes out will be um, on a Wednesday, obviously, but it will also be post our park run. So if you are oh, listening yeah. on Spotify please do go and check our Instagram and go and check our TikTok and go and check our YouTube because me and Dan, by the time you're listening to this or watching this, we would have done some crazy shizzle at Parkrun and we'll probably be in hospital. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube now, Dan is holding up the biggest patch I've ever seen um, and that will be adorning Dan's face uh, or at least... You've not out. arrived yet. I sent it yesterday. It should, have been, it should be here tomorrow. It should yeah, be there tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm gonna, I've already got it. I'm going to unbox it live on Beard Man, don't I? That's good. Royal Mail actually did it quick. Mother. Boop. I don't know if I'll get it sewed on in time. But anyway, let's say goodbye to the listener, Dan, and then we can talk about who's going to sew on my patch. Thanks for Have watching, you. everybody. Ciao. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all another day. Go and check out the website. Boom! Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30am every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys.